Welcome back to another week of Base Training Podcast. Um, I am here as usual with Mr. Stefan Winder and Will Strafty. And as usual, we're going to quickly tell you where you can find us so that you can pause this podcast and head straight over to our Instagram pages, LinkedIn pages and Facebook pages and give us a like and a follow. So myself, Mr. Lee Carter, you can find me at Lee Carter UK on Facebook, Instagram and LinkedIn. I am mainly on Instagram, so if you want to learn more about me, you can head over there. Um, Will, where can everyone find you? Um, so you can find me on Instagram, like yourself, like Instagram mostly, coach underscore Will underscore Strathdee. On LinkedIn, just Will Strathdee. And on Facebook, Will Strathdee, health and fitness coach, I think. Type in my name, there's one, not many of us. One day you'll get it. What about you, Stefan? Yeah, uh, you can find me on Instagram at coach underscore Stefan underscore Winder. Find me on Facebook, Stefan Winder Strength and Movement Coach. Uh, LinkedIn, Stefan Winder MSC. Excellent stuff. And if you want to find out more about base training, you can head to the website www.base.training. There's a load of information on there. You can also uh, book appointments directly with your favourite coach. And uh, you can speak to us about whatever it is you need to speak to us about. Um, I imagine it will be something fitness orientated. So (laughs) without further ado, we're going to crack on. Today we are talking about motivation to train. Um, It's a topic that Will brought up and uh, he's been struggling with his motivation this week, which is completely normal. And we're just going to talk about how to deal with that. Um, We're going to come back to why it is that people train and come knowing your why. the effects of overtraining on that, um, the fact that it's normal, injury risk, um, not being afraid to pull back. There's a few topics that we're going to go through, so make sure you stay tuned all the way through. So, Will, why don't you set the scene um, that brought this topic about? Um, so, on Monday and Tuesday, I went through my sessions um, and just thought maybe generally a little bit tired. It wasn't until Wednesday when I went to go and do my long aerobic session that I realised actually I just can't be bothered. Um, but that was from a mental standpoint um, in terms of having to focus during the session and having the motivation to um, give that session my all. It just wasn't there. And that kind of made me realise that that was why on Monday and Tuesday I felt maybe I was tired. is because I wasn't truly motivated to give my all in those sessions. Um, and there's no real reason as to why we might uncover it i might have a little brainwave day trying to realize why but physically from a physical standpoint i feel good my sleep has been good nutrition hydration has been good um, i think it's just a little little time where a little bit a little lack of motivation is there so um we'll talk about some reasons as to why other people experience that and hopefully you can learn something and stop yourself losing motivation in the long run as well. Excellent. So I think losing motivation is completely normal sometimes. Um, Everyone's been through it. If you haven't, you're probably lying. Um, Motivation does waver. It ebbs and flows at different intensities throughout your life for for different goals. And I think what you said about your nutrition and your water and your sleep... The first thing 
that I would recommend someone to do is to check in with their basic lifestyle guidelines. So are they sleeping enough? Are they getting a full eight hours? Are they, and then what's your quality of sleep and your sleep hygiene like? Are you drinking enough water? Are you getting enough, like you said, you felt like you didn't have enough energy, feel a bit tired. Are you getting enough carbohydrates in your diet? Um, then things like stress, psychological, psychological stress. What's your relationships with your loved ones like? Um, all of those basic lifestyle guidelines are going to, if we can tick those off the list, then we can start to narrow it down and work out the actual reason why that you might be struggling with some motivation. Stephanie, have you ever experienced anything like this? Like yourself personally? Yeah, I have. Um, it's happened twice in my life. It doesn't happen often, but yeah, it has happened twice. So um, one was when I was injured, when I was, uh, when I was playing rugby back when I was a bit younger. Um, completely broke me mentally. I just... I was just kind of chugging through my my rehab sessions Um, and obviously looking back now knowing what I know the rehab sessions weren't up to part anyway uh, which is probably part of the reason why I was demotivated to do them Uh, I just felt like I wasn't getting any benefit I just wanted to be training with the boys uh, and instead you're just isolated in the corner by yourself doing your doing your little exercises you don't feel like part of the group Um, so I suppose that was more of like a social aspect that was demotivating me um and then the second time is actually more recently very similar to will uh this week i've just been really really struggling i've just been mentally drained um i think that's probably to do with work to be honest um it's been it's been quite a tough couple of weeks been quite mentally fatiguing and i think it's just kind of hit me because it's, it's the last week of my current training block and i just, I think I'm just thinking, oh, it's only the last week. Like, I'm just kind of, I'm getting it done, but I'm not enjoying the process, which I always do. Um, I always look forward to training. It's my favorite part of the day. Um, but this week, it's just been like, oh, I've got to get that session in at some point today. When am I going to do it? And just kind of putting it off for as long as possible. But then once I'm in the session, I'm actually okay. It's not too bad, but it's, it's getting myself to that point where I can actually start the session and just be in the right headspace for the session is uh it's proving quite difficult this week i've I've noticed similar things myself like over the past when work's been super busy my motivation to train dips down because i feel like there's other things that need to take priority um but i've also understood tried to understand at the same time that if i don't exercise i know that my out my output drops because of it so it's a, you're kind of stuck in this middle, like this no man's land where you're like, I don't want to train, but I know I'll work better because I, I've got to work, for instance, but I know I'll work better if I do something. And I think that's the, the, the point is, is that if you just do something, it'll help. <laughs> and that kind of brings us on to not being afraid to pull back every now and then. If you are feeling super tired, and Will mentioned that it's, his motivation dropped due partly due to a long on the onset the what's the word looking forward to a l- longer aerobic piece like an hour long like having done and been doing ones like that it's hard because you have to maintain focus for so long especially if you're trying to pace it and there's 
relatively complex movements in there, um, like maybe box jumps. You don't want to do a box jump and then shin yourself. <laughs> like you have to focus. You have to take your time, and that that's quite tough for sixty ninety minutes. It's not easy to do. Like with a run, you can just go and switch off. But with something that's mixed modal, i.e., loads of different movements at an, in an aerobic state, that can be tough. Well, I know exactly what uh, um, Will might have been experiencing there. Um, but coming back to why it is that you train, what is what is your goal, Will? Um, so my why do you train? Your why? Focus uh, with my training is not to be. I like decrepit when I'm old. I want to be like, live an active lifestyle, and not be like bound to a wheelchair or be one of these people that just kind of sit down for 16 hours a day. Um, when hopefully I work hard enough during my my career to allow myself opportunity when I get to that age, and I want to go around explore and kind of be active and on my feet and enjoy my life, and not be stuck stuck in a kind of lifestyle that is inactive and unhealthy so it's a long-term goal yeah yeah i think it's quite hard to maintain like it the reason that you're struggling with a a longer aerobic piece is because it's hard to maintain focus on a long something that's long and it kind of uh translates then to your why is it's a long it's a long-term goal and it's hard to maintain focus on something that's so far away um for a short but I think we've got to remember that it often if you miss one session or two sessions in a week or maybe let's say one session every six weeks, that's what, six or seven sessions a year over the course of a lifetime, that might equate up to a, a bit, but it's not actually going to make that much of a difference. I think that if you put too much pressure on it sometimes, it can actually detract you from the end end goal and your why and actually lead you to lead to drop out it's what we see a lot in sport is that people go so hard for so long um at such an intensity that they just can't maintain it so when they do get to a point where they they have to retire because sport is a a young person's game that's especially elite level sport let's, let's face it if you're above 30 and you're still performing at the elite level you're one of the outliers um, you're not, you're not the, you're not the rule. You're the exception. And once you get to that point where you're retiring, right, and you stop, and then you've lost your reason to exercise or train or whatever it is, then that's when all the bad stuff happens, and you drop out of the sport instead of maybe going and playing at a lower level. Like for your, let's say you're a football player, you played in the Premiership, you retire at 35 or whatever it is, average age. And then instead of going and playing for your local football team because you enjoy the sport, you just stop because you've just lost all motivation to do it. And long term, that's not going to be good for your psychological health um, or your physical health. Um, so it is extremely hard to maintain focus on a short term goal or long term goal. Sorry, short term goal. That's fine. And I think that's why we maybe um, are attracted to short term plans and short short term fixes. It's because that you can see the difference in such a short period of time. And sometimes that might actually help you maintain motivation. But because it's so intense, it's often not sustainable for the long term. Any thoughts, Stefan? 
No, I agree. It's um, like it's important to have that long-term goal um, to work towards because if you're only focused on the short term, like I said, once you achieve that goal, what happens next? And we know that more often than not, that just revolt, uh, sorry, results in dropout. Um, so I think having a combination of the two is probably the best thing, like it's probably the best combination to keep you motivated consistently. Um, so having that overarching long-term goal, like we all said, just to be fit and healthy, not be decrepit when you're old, that is a very distant goal. Um, that's kind of like 50, 60, 70 years down the line. So it's hard to be motivated for 50, 60, 70 years. So kind of sprinkling in short-term goals within that. So for example, um, if we, I know Will did a half marathon this year. So having that to work towards, I know he doesn't particularly enjoy running, but that's going to keep him motivated to keep going out and running in that in that window for that, that 12, 16-week training cycle, or 18-week, sorry. Um, and then after that, he doesn't have to keep running, but he will he'll, he'll kind of make him appreciate the rest of his training more. Whereas like, oh, yes, I don't have to run anymore. I can go back to the stuff I do enjoy. And then that's what's going to keep him coming back and going back to the gym regularly to meet that long-term goal. I think that's probably... Um, in my opinion, is probably the best way to go about it. Yeah, you kind of talked, uh, like alluded to outcome and process goals. The outcome mm. being that Will lives till he's 95 and at that point he's still climbing mountains and um, being active, like you said, and not being stuck in a wheelchair. Um, but chunking that up into the process and having what we call process goals is extremely important. Making sure, like we, we did it from we taught it from, kind of from a young age, like at school when you taught uh, the bite-sized chunks to, for revision, and instead of like trying to learn the whole book in one go, you just break it up into small, a couple of pages at a time each day, and you'll be able to remember it better. Um, and it, it goes the same for actually achieving your goals. If you break it up and set more process goals, so for someone listening, that might be okay. Their outcome goal is. Uh, they want to live a longer, they want to be healthier. But healthier means in the short term that they need to lose X amount of weight. So in six months, we're going to lose a fraction of that total weight. That's the that's the process goal. And then we have the, uh, the actions that we need to put into place on a daily basis. That might be instead of having a pack of crisps, you're going to have an apple each day. Like your snack that you usually have is a pack of crisps. You're going to change that for an apple. And that's all you're going to do for two weeks. Once that's become uh, a habit and you just no longer crave crisps, we'll then look at the next uh, daily action you need to do, which leads to your short-term process goal, which when all your process goals add up, equaling your long-term goal, your outcome goal. And often, what I've found in the past is that when people take the long-term approach but set the process goals, and then stick to their daily actions and daily habitual changes, they often spend their time, They their, their goal comes to them and they don't spend time chasing it, if that makes sense. It just comes to them and oftentimes it comes to them quicker than they originally expected. And I think that's quite uh, a powerful motivator at the same time. Um, but it does come back to really having a strong, if you're, if you're why, I can't remember who said it, I think it was like a, Seneca or something like that if you a strong why will endure a tough how that may, 
So for those that don't quite know what that means, if your why is strong enough, and using Will as an example, he's having this tough time psychologically. If he thinks back to his why and if it's strong enough, the motivation will slowly start to increase. He might not do a session now where he goes in and he works at the full prescription of weight and the full intensity that he's meant to be working at as per the program. But he goes, okay, I know that I'm not motivated enough today to be able to do that, but I'm just going to pull it back and maybe decrease the load, decrease the amount of intensity and effort that I put in and just take it nice and steady. So at least you're doing something and you can come away from that and go, okay, well, you can reflect upon it and go, actually, I did get something done. Um, and then five minutes in, I actually felt good and I went and grabbed the right weight dumbbells um, and I just cracked on with it eventually. I generally found that uh, works well. And so uh, a strong wire will endure a tough how. Um, one thing we do have to remember, though, is that when you are lacking in focus, it's often that you can go into the gym see your workout and then just go, okay, I'm just going to tune out today. I'm just going to get it done and tune out. Often that can increase the risk of injury because when you go into the gym, there is an inherent risk in exercise. We can't avoid it. We can make it as safe as we possibly can and try to account for everything. But at the end of the day, we can't. <laughs> we don't know what's happening inside your body and as much as we may try and say we can. Um, we don't. So the risk of injury goes up if you tune out. Have any of you two ever like, stopped focusing and hurt yourself? I know I have. <laughs> um, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say hurt myself. Um, but yeah, um, you know when it just doesn't feel right mm. and you just get frustrated. I think that that's more... I can relate to that a little bit more because I know if I'm not focusing 100% on what I'm doing sometimes and making sure that all the right things are in place and I'm just kind of going through the motion. For example, let's take a back squat. If I'm not focusing on my foot position uh, and keeping my chest up, because I know I have a habit of just bringing my chest down slightly, rounding my shoulders. Mm. If I don't focus on keeping my shoulders back every time, that barbell starts to ride up on my neck a little bit. So sometimes as I come out the hole, it rolls up and I can't kind of hurt it and it, I get frustrated at myself because it doesn't feel right and it just, like and I just annoy myself because I'm like is a stupid mistake to make so yeah it's just I, I get really frustrated at myself when I'm not focusing because I actually enjoy thinking about what's working and trying to figure out if something's going wrong what is going wrong it's kind of like a puzzle so it's like how, who's the culprit today which one of you is causing me to do it wrong? <laughs> it's just trying to try to figure that out. Because mm. um, that's what we do as coaches. We figure out the problem for other people. And it, it's, I quite enjoy that. I quite like problem solving. So uh, for me, uh, yeah, I, I get very frustrated at myself when I don't focus because it, it's stupid. And I like to feel everything working according to how the movement should feel. But so, yeah. Um, I've just rambled a little bit. <laughs> what would you, if, as from a coach's perspective, what would you recommend someone, like one of your clients said that this is happening continuously, like a couple of times over the past, what would you recommend that they do if that does happen? So I, 
one of my favorite things to say is uh, treat every rep as a single rep. Um, so, for example, if you've got three sets of six reps on back squat, don't just think, oh yeah, I'm just going to smash through these six squats getting done because it's it's hard, you know, like volume work is, is difficult. Uh, I want you to treat that as six single reps every set. Mm. So you've got 18 single reps every time once you either get back to the bottom of the position or the top wherever it starts from um in the back sort we're going to start in that top position every time you get there re-brace set your scaps get uh, get your feet set and then go into the hole get back out reset re-brace and just treat everything as a single and reset every time and i find that helps quite a lot and that because that then gets people to switch on and think, oh yeah, no, I have to really think about everything with every rep. Um, so that I found that's quite useful and that's useful for myself as well when I find myself, it's, it doesn't happen often, but if that's happening to me, I'm just like, right, reset, reset, reset after every rep. And I find that works quite well. What about you, Will? Anything, anything different to that? No, I think like, I haven't really experienced this uh, too much with people, but um, I think kind of tuning in and tuning out is like one of the biggest differences between actually training and just working out. Mm. Like if you're actually training, you're like in theory you're doing something with purpose to get better, versus just doing something randomly. And to to do something with purpose and get better, you have to focus and you have to pay attention to what you're doing. You have to pay attention to the reps, the tempo, all this stuff. Versus if you're just going in and you're tuning out, you'll end up just working out. It it won't be as effective. You probably won't see the true stimulus of the session. Um, So if you think you are training, but you go in and tune out, you're not. You're just working out for the sake of working out. Um, and so like if someone is struggling with motivation as a coach you can ask them like, okay so when you go to the gym are you kind of tuning into the session and paying attention to what you're doing okay no now you're just working out for fun and is that going to get you to your goal no it won't and that, that could be all it takes for someone to think actually I need to pay attention in this session because if I don't pay attention I'm not going to see the results I want yeah, yeah so, so it's a for us, it's a controversial topic, isn't it? Fun within fitness. Um, I thought I found that long term, if you take uh, or if you put more focus upon the quality of the rep and, and tune in, as you say, and do it with and train with a bit of purpose and intent, like, over time you have more fun doing that. Then it, it's it's and it's, it goes back to what we the. Uh, the conversation we had with Amanda Henwood about behavioural change and happiness and wellness on one of our previous podcasts. If you haven't listened to that, head back and listen to it. It's a very good one. Um, that doing that, that it's, it's near enough proven in research now that shorter bursts of, of fun and enjoyment or smaller intensities of fun and enjoyment more often lead to better outcomes as opposed to chasing that extreme high. Because often after an extreme high, and extreme intense burst of fun um, or enjoyment, we then have an extreme low. And that's, it's at that point where motivation drops. And over time, if you have enough mo- 
drops in motivation, that will lead to dropout. Um, so what you're saying about doing your training with purpose and completing your training with uh, intent um, and ch actually training as opposed to just going in to work out for the sake of it. Uh, yeah, I think there's, if it keeps someone moving, then there's an argument to say, yes, that's okay. But it m might not, and, prob and from our experience, won't last for the rest of your life. You'll just drop in and jump in and jump out. And um, at the extreme end of that, like if, I think it's uh, is it Tom Hanks that's developed type 2 diabetes from his fluctuations in weight for a lot of his uh, uh, different acting roles. He's now developed type 2 by diabetes. And like that's what will happen, that fluctuation in, in intensity of training. You'll put on weight and then you'll lose weight. And you'll put on weight and then you'll lose weight. If that happens long enough, you do start to develop issues that are um, not conducive to long-term health, put it that way. Yeah, there's a great point there, Will. Um, <clears throat> I think that kind of leads us on to overtraining as well. I know I've been guilty of overtraining in the past, especially when I didn't have a coach. I, I didn't recognise the symptoms of overtraining. Now, as a health client, this was in the military, as a health client, you shouldn't need recovery protocols. Um, again, that's another podcast that um, me and just Stefan recorded uh, a couple of weeks ago. Again, if, if you haven't listened to that, head back and listen to that one. Um, but you shouldn't need to ever get to the point where you're overtraining as a health client. That just It shouldn't be a conversation that you really have. However, if you do end up overtraining, that's a, that can just be through a miscommunication with your... Um, coach like maybe you haven't told them that you're not feeling motivated uh, maybe you haven't told them that your appetite has dropped um, and I like to ask my uh, clients the triple h question which is are you hungry and obviously that leads to appetite and their nutrition are you happy it gives you an idea of their psychological state and are you horny um, <laughs> like if, if your libido is dropping that is that is a symptom of overtraining and that's a sign that uh, we may need to pull back on training because if we want to be just at the edge of that point just on the, on the precipice because that's what performance is um, but if you do get to that point as a health client then yeah you're definitely doing too much and often i found that is uh, happens more with those that are working out for fun as opposed to training with purpose we also have to look at stress. Um, they're, if they're accumulating a lot of stress, and that can be work stress, life stress, um, family stress, exercise stress. Stress is uh, undistinguishable by your body. It can't work out which is which. It all just accumulates as one. And that can lead to uh, like we've mentioned earlier, dropout. And it makes me think of a time when I think I was about 14 and I, I was doing rugby at a relatively decent level for that age. Um, and I was doing judo at the same time at a relatively decent level for that age. I think at that time, do you do, is it like you're starting GCSEs or you're doing your SATs or whatever for the UK? Um, <clears throat> I got to a point where my performance started dropping 
I can, I can picture it now. Like I was, like I, I just couldn't throw anyone in judo. I couldn't win any fights. And then in the rugby, I, I just kept missing tackles and passing the ball was just completely all over the place. Things that previously had been, um, like, what's the word? Uh, strong points for me <clears throat> were now weak points. And I remember losing motivation and I stopped both for three months, three or four months, I think it was. I was like, nah, not doing it anymore, not playing. <laughs> and I, I literally dropped out of two sports. And uh, I think sometimes there is, and I think you see that at, uh, at elite level as well. I think sometimes there is benefit to stopping and just got taking a break from things. Um, I know you see it with the music world where people will release an album, do a couple of world tours, and then they'll have like a two-year sabbatical. And then they'll come back with another album and so on. Um, that's what it reminds me of. Any any thoughts, guys? I think we're closing up now, aren't we? Any final thoughts? Uh, no, I think everything we said is kind of uh, relatable uh, from people that have experienced kind of drops in motivation. Um, and hopefully it's kind of allowed them to realise why they dropped that motivation and kind of given them an idea on how they can either prevent it happening in the future or kind of fix where they are now. Yeah. Stefan? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think you covered it all really. Um, it's just reevaluating your why. Um, is your why strong enough to keep you motivated? If not, why not? Is it is it truly your why? So, yeah, figuring out that overarching long-term goal, sprinkle it in with a few short-term goals. Um, find some friends that maybe you want to do it with that can keep you on track. Uh, get your family members in, involved on board. Get yourself a coach. Um, and yeah, and just keep chugging on. Yeah. It won't serve you. It only serve you well in the long run. Yeah. Um, it's not always going to be easy. It's completely normal, isn't it? To ebb and flow in motivation. There's nothing wrong with it. You're not a bad person because of it. Sometimes missing the session to spend time with your family or go out with your friends might be what you need to keep going the next day. So um, don't put so much pressure. Well, try not to put so much pressure if you do miss a session. It's not the end of the world. Um, but like you said, just have that conversation with your coach or with a friend or with a family member, whoever's keeping you accountable. Hopefully you do have someone um, and you will be successful long-term. Remember, long-term is 30, 40 years down the line, not three or four years down the line. That's not long-term, that's short-term. Um, think think longer um, and aim bigger. So yeah, we'll leave it there. There's a short and sharp one, 30 minutes. And as always, you know where to find us. Um, www.base.training for more information. Hope you've enjoyed this podcast on motivation and struggling with it, basically, and the lack of it sometimes, and your motivation to train. If you want more information, you can email us, and like I said, head to the website. But for now, we shall see you next week, and yeah, peace out. <laughs>